Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. It's time to catch up on some events that got pushed out by time in the last few episodes, including Omicron, some Biden appointments, some Biden BS, the real-life adaptation of the classic game Asteroids, and forward news. Let's catch up. Quick shout out to our tier three patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. In the past week, international health organizations have identified a concerning new variant of COVID called Omicron. The World Health Organization on Friday named it a variant of concern. It's been detected in a dozen countries on multiple continents. The news prompted multiple countries, including the U.S., to restrict travel from Africa to take effect Monday. Omicron is concerning due to a high degree of mutation. 32 separate mutations are associated with the spike protein alone, which could change it enough that vaccines will have trouble stopping it. Pfizer and Moderna are investigating their vaccine's efficacy against this new strain and say that they could have a tailored booster ready within a few months if necessary. There are also three mutations to do with transmission, meaning that it could be more infectious than even Delta. However, at this time, there's no hard data about how it stacks up to other strains. I expect we will learn much more in the next couple of months. Either way, Delta is still the dominant variant for now, and precautionary measures remain the same. Biden has reappointed Jerome Powell as head of the Federal Reserve. This is happy news for UBI and MMT fans, as Powell has been vocal in pushing Congress to pass more stimulus and make it automatic. Glad to see this ally sticking around. Tragically humorous update on that EV tax credit in the reconciliation bill, only one car would currently qualify for the $4,500 credit with the domestic assembly requirement and the union requirement designed to exclude Tesla, and that car is GM's Chevy Bolt. Yes, the only EV that has been recalled and ceased production for catching fire. That one. Oh man. The Bolt was the only EV that GM had for sale as well. Despite this, they call themselves the leader in EVs, backed up by B.S. Biden, who, while touring GM's factory, claimed, quote, Detroit is leading the world in electric vehicles. I can remember your dramatic announcement that by 2035, GM would be 100% electric. You changed the whole story, Mary. You did, Mary. You electrified the entire automotive industry. I'm serious. You led, end quote. You're seriously full of it. That 2035 goal is the one we previously discussed, which counts all hybrids as electric vehicles and is not even the most ambitious target among legacy auto companies. Of course, Tesla has been all electric for over a decade and produces almost 70% of all EVs sold in the U.S., compared to GM's 10%. But Biden has yet to acknowledge Tesla's existence, presumably because they don't have lobbyists bribing him to do so. The most generous interpretation of Biden's remark would be that GM led the EV revolution by failing to produce EVs, thus motivating the creation of Tesla. But to say they are currently leading is nothing short of a bald-faced lie. I guess GM is the sort of commander who leads from behind, way behind. Corruption and lies aside, GM and Ford will soon be coming out with more EVs, which will qualify for the credit. Unfortunately, it will also apply to hybrids, meaning that they will be subsidized to continue making gas engines. And auto unions, which the credit is designed to benefit, 
are actually opposing the EV transition by their own admission because EVs are more efficient to manufacture. This is one of the many ails of an economy lacking UBI. Making people reliant on jobs for survival income incentivizes them to sabotage innovation that would eliminate jobs. This is not the first time that the U.S. government and taxpayers have shoveled billions of dollars into GM and the UAW for no gain, either. They defaulted on their bailout from the last recession, costing us $11 billion. Why do we shovel money into a crap company? Because they employ people. Why do we waste resources just to preserve crap jobs? Because lack of UBI makes jobs the only way for most people to survive. I'm going to suggest that funneling public resources into make-work jobs for a company that purposely tries to sabotage the EV transition so they can continue making internal combustion engines, which produce pollution and accelerate climate change, may not be the best way for an economy to function. There is a better way. But enough of that. Time for a little diversion. Ah, puns. You're going to laugh so hard when that joke makes sense in a minute. Okay, probably not. So you may not have heard, but about 66 million years ago, a city-sized asteroid hit Earth, producing an explosion equivalent to a billion nuclear bombs, inducing cataclysmic earthquakes, tsunamis, acid rain, darkness, and cold, followed by heat, killing about 75% of all life. The sort of event that we might like to avoid in the future. In light of that, SpaceX recently launched NASA's Double Asteroid Redirection Test Spacecraft, or DART for short, on its 10-month mission to test shifting the trajectory of an asteroid 11 million kilometers out from Earth by crashing into it. Not very sophisticated, I know. Fans of Bruce Willis may have expected more drilling and more nuking, but breaking an asteroid into countless bits tends to just make the problem worse. Realistically, you want to see it coming from far away and give it a nudge so that we can all wave as the whole thing sails safely past us. I would have expected attaching an engine to the asteroid, but I guess that's an unnecessary complication as it would require the craft to carry twice as much fuel and the engine and the means to attach it to the asteroid and all that, when all it really needs is a good smack and it's probably not worth trying to recover the craft. Musk also points out that asteroids are not the only threat. Quote, much is made of meteor impacts that destroyed most of life on Earth, but there were far more that merely destroyed a continent. Comets are the real wild card, as we're only able to track about 4,600 out of about 1 trillion, end quote. Musk has said many times that SpaceX was created for exactly this purpose, preserving humanity in the event of a catastrophic disaster, as well as expanding our reach to the stars. Nice that somebody's working on that. Diversion! Get it? Ah, good times. If you're looking to help direct a candidate you like, Forward has a form for candidates looking to gain their support. Bookmark the link below and send it to your favorites. And finally, I am delighted to announce that the merch of Yang Gang creative Danny Lay has been officially introduced to the Forward Party merch store. Well deserved by Danny and much needed by Forward, a great decision. Christmas shopping time! And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the Omicron, EV credit, and asteroid diversion threads, the forward party candidate sign-up, and Danny's new merch. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the easy volunteer contacts below. If you need help, consult the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.